Before I kick off today's show, I wanted to tell you about our newest sponsor, Chasing Aces. If you're anything like me, the pursuit of the ever-elusive ace is one of the reasons to keep stepping onto the course. Chasing Aces offers a stylish lineup of t-shirts, polos, and hats, so all of us can look fresh as we pursue that hole-in-one. This isn't your predictable, boring, everyday golf gear. Chasing Aces will keep you looking sharp from the clubhouse to the tee box. I want you to add some Chasing Aces gear to your lineup, so I'm launching a small contest to go along with this ad. Purchase any Chasing Aces apparel item, and you'll be entered to win one of their accessory items as a bonus. All you need to do is send an email of your receipt to gettingoffcourse at gmail.com, and you'll be automatically entered to win. The drawing will take place on June 1st. Will Chasing Aces gear make you a better golfer? There's only one way to find out. Visit ChasingAcesGolf.com to browse their lineup. You can also find them on Instagram at ChasingAcesGolf. All right, let's get this party started. Welcome to the Getting Off Course podcast. I'm your host, Josh Waldron, and this is episode number 12. I'm joined today by Matt Erickson. Matt hosts a podcast called The Starter Story, and he is one of the founders of Cactus Golf Club. We're going to spend a few minutes talking about golf and why he launched a new community in the golf space. Matt, thanks for joining me today. So I want to start today's podcast a bit differently. Um, Normally we would end with a 10 question lightning round, but since we're recording this at six in the morning, I thought we could shake some (laughs) things up. Wake me up, man. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So today we'll tackle the first half of the lightning round up front, and then we'll tackle the other half at the end of the podcast. So five completely random lightning round questions. You ready for this? Bring it on. All right, question one. Pizza or steak? Oh, steak, no doubt. All right. I think you can make the case for either, but steak would be like the more dignified response, so good choice there. Oh, yeah. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Not... Easy questions, man. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> baseball or basketball? Baseball. Definitely. I played baseball my whole life when I was younger, so definitely easy question. You know, I played baseball my whole life, but I like basketball better. Ooh, so I can really? go either way on that one. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. All right, question four. Lots of cash or a stress-free life? Mm. Stress-free. Definitely stress-free. And then question five. Long drives or incredible putts? Ooh. So the ego in me wants to think long drives. But honestly, I love putting for dough, baby. I'm going to go with the long long putt. All right. So you're self-reflective. I love it. You can kind of sense where you're trending, but still choose the right answer. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are some good questions, man. I like that. Thanks. All right. So you're warmed up. Let's jump into things. Do it. How did golf become a part of your life? You know, for me, uh, golf wasn't something I've, unfortunately, it wasn't something I started with when I was younger. 
you know, like I said earlier, golf uh, sports for me was baseball and football, my two main ones. Uh, and my dad was my baseball coach, so he told me that if I picked up a golf club, it was messed up my baseball swing, and I wasn't gonna chance it. So, you know, I didn't get into golf until really uh, after high school. I would say I started playing a little bit here and there in college, some fun with friends. Um, but I moved to Arizona a little over two and a half years ago, and that's definitely when it turned up a lot. Um, you know, Phoenix alone has around 600 golf courses, and being around all these beautiful courses, you just you have to you have to try it. Um, and I love being competitive and, and you know just being active. So golf was something that I was able to continue that. Like I said, I wish I did it earlier because I would love to love to be much better than I am right now and have years of experience and, and trainings and instructors. Um, but it's it's still a fun time to be able to to get out there and you know pick it up and and play and, and stay competitive, meet new people. Yeah, we're in the same boat. I didn't pick up a club till late, so I, I feel you there. So yeah. how often do you get to play? Not not as often as I, I'd like. Um, when I first moved out here, I was playing at, uh, definitely every single weekend consistently. Um, then when I started, you know, building, uh, you know, different golf businesses and uh, getting into that space, it, you know, it took up a lot of my time. And it's so I wouldn't do it obviously if I didn't enjoy it and you know, I love I love being a trying to be an entrepreneur and and building a community and building something for for golfers or to benefit from um, but and I, I right now I probably play a couple times a month if that um, you know when my family is in town I play much more you know because they're all from Indiana and they they'll, they'll take any chance to come out here and to, to get around in so I play consistently when they're out here but building these businesses takes it takes some time away from you and um you know i go to the range and i, I have a putting mat here and i i do that consistently multiple times a week i putt every single day um and i go to the range a couple times a week usually so at least i'm staying somewhat into it but i don't actually take the, the four hours out of my day as much anymore I mean, it kind of sucks but like i said i wouldn't do it if i if i didn't enjoy what i was doing yeah so I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What part of your game do you feel confident about right now? It's yeah, it's it's the putting for sure, by far. Uh, like I said, I putt usually about you know 100 balls every single day, and it's just something that I, I enjoy to do. Uh, with my my dad, and my uncle, earlier this month, uh, I golfed probably four different times. And I averaged less than you know two putts per hole, which for me that's fantastic. I I went almost almost 72 i think we, we didn't play 72 rounds one of the uh, times we only played nine so whatever the math is um you know we did i never i didn't put three putt at all so um that's for me that's huge and i think that for a lot of people that's that's pretty big you see a lot of people talking about trying not to three putt and you know putting is something i wanted to focus on because it's able to lower your score significantly faster if you can limit your putts those putts add up quick mm -hmm. they add up real fast so putting is my definitely my strong suit right now. Yeah, one of our past episodes, I interviewed um, the Wake Forest women's golf coach. Mm -hmm. And I know one of her priorities is you just, for practice, is you eliminate one of those putts. Like, it's a pretty easy thing to knock out if you focus on it. On every green, yeah. you're just eliminating one of those putts. Absolutely. That, so that, that compound, that adds up quick. That saves someone's day. You have one one bad shot off, off the tee, those saving those putts 
help save that shot too. So then what part of your game needs work? And that, that changes for me. Um, right now, I would say it's definitely my second shot. It's like longer on, on a par five. It's that, it's that five wood, four iron, five iron. I'm struggling with right now. Um, but that changes because then sometimes it's the strong suit of my game. And then it's my, my drives that start messing up or my chips and, or my, you know, my approach shot. Uh, it, it changes consistently. Uh, that's something I'm working on. Just, just trying to be way more consistent in the game. But right now, by far, it's, it's that, it's that second shot. Golf's weird like that. It seems like unless you're uh, a pro and even the pros, like they, yeah. they have their moments where something's really just a thorn in their side. Yeah. And then once you get into me- golf, some huge mental game, obviously, once that gets into your head, you approach the, you know, if, if you duff your, your, your five wood, you know, if you, you're waiting for the, I can just picture it now. I'm waiting for the green to clear. Cause I'm like, I can definitely reach the green. And then I wait this entire time and I duff the shot like 20 yards in front of me you're just it, that shot's in your head the rest of the round and then you get a similar circumstance again and you come up to it you're like ah, this you know, I'm, you, all you think about is that last shot the golf yeah. is so mental man so mental i know in basketball you know i play pickup basketball once or twice a week and if i hit my first few shots i'm good the rest of the time like i'm locked in yeah and defense is really my game not shooting but if I hit those first few, I'll be fine the rest of the night. But if I miss the first few, I'm in trouble. And I, it's all mental. Yeah. So are you a social golfer or do you prefer to golf on your own? I'm definitely a social golfer. I love meeting new people. Like I said, I, I golf a lot with my family. My dad and my uncle come out here. My buddies, obviously, that I'm with out here, we golf a lot together. I rarely get out by myself. If I even do get out by myself, usually out here in Arizona, most of the courses are usually pretty consistently full. So you usually get paired with someone. Uh, I've luck, knock on wood, I luckily have never uh, been paired with someone that's been a nightmare. Um, everyone that I usually get paired with has been great. You know, I remember, I can real quick, I'll share this story. I got paired with this older couple, um, which when I first was introduced to them by the starter, I was like, oh man, like it's going to be a long <laughs> sure. round. And meeting them was, they were hilarious. First of all, they were good. They were like really good. So at, first of all, I felt, I felt like embarrassed in the first place, but like they were like bantering back and forth with each other. Like he would have a short putt. Uh, he'd have a putt that he leaves short and she'd be like, would you hit that with my purse? You want to mark it with my lipstick? Like they would just go back and forth at each other. Wow. It, it's just a good time. I, I, you know, I enjoy meeting new people and, and just being able to golf the sport. It, uh, even during COVID, you're still able to, to get out and uh, be in the air, fresh air and, and meet new people still. So even having that was, it's a good time. I love, I love, uh, I don't very much get to golf on myself, but I really do enjoy golfing with others. All right, Matt. So how many courses have you played? Uh, right now I've played around 40 golf, 40 courses. I, you know, I like, I want to keep playing as many courses as possible, but then I had have, have to battle that, you know, that factor of not knowing the course when I go and play into it uh, versus having that home course where, you you know what to expect. You know you know on hole nine you got a short par four uh, with some a sand off to the right. You know sure. I, you kind of it's nice to have that that feeling of knowing what you're getting into. Man, I love I love playing some new courses too. So don't get me wrong. Do you have a favorite course in your area that you've been playing? Yeah, um, you would think you know being from you know the Phoenix Scottsdale area it would be TPC Scottsdale, but it's it's not. 
Um, it's actually this course called Legacy, about a little bit south Phoenix. Um, beautiful course. The and I think it also plays into it. The management that, that owns the club is amazing. Um, they're a good group of people, but they just the course year round is just kept in I mean just amazing conditions, and that's hard to do out here in the summertime. Uh, it's when the sun's you know, got heat up to 100 and almost 120 degrees. So right now that's my my favorite course by far. So you're originally from Indiana. I know there's a difference between you know desert golf and mm -hmm. northern golf. Like mm -hmm. what are some of the kind of trademarks there? Desert golf, obviously, uh, if you think of, well, let's go back to Indian, like, like Midwest, you know, golf, you've got anything, your rough area, out of bounds area is all, it's pretty much all wood, woodland. Or if you're in some rural parts of Indiana, it's cornfields, depending on where you're at. Um, but, you know, desert golf, it's exactly what it is. It's desert all on the outside. And you think it'd be a little bit easier to um, to find your ball, if you hit anything, God forbid, uh, into the out of bounds area, you slice your drive, whatever the case may be. But man, it's so hard. The, there's just tons of rock and, and and dirt, and just a little bit. It's a little bit different, and it's kind of cool. Like if you if you ever flying over any sort of like Vegas or Arizona or some parts of California that have desert golf, and when you're flying over it, you just see like just complete you know, either red rock or just some dirt, but then you just see like little pockets of, I mean, bright green, just beautifully kept fairways. It's honestly pretty cool. It's like almost like a, I don't know, like a little island in this grass and everything all around you is just complete desert. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. So are you the kind of person, like, are you tracking your handicap or are you just going out and playing golf? When I first started, like I said, I'm a, I'm a competitive person. So right now, yes, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm not really tracking my handicap. I would say I'm I'm more or less tracking just I'm just trying to hit be consistent more or less. So right now, I'm, I'm very I'll be very vulnerable. You know, I shoot usually consistently. Like I'm not the best golfer. Usually like low 90s is like my consistent route right now. Um, so I set a goal for myself to by the end of uh, 2022 to be able to cons shoot consistently in the 80s. Um, so, you know, like last round I played, I, I shot nine and I shot, I shot a 44. So on track to shoot an, uh, an 88, which for me, that's decent. So, you know, I've got, like I said, luckily living in Arizona, I've got all year just to keep working on it, but that's definitely you not know, my, my goal right now is to be just more consistent. All right. So, you know, golfers can pick up all sorts of random accessories along the way. I don't know how much of a shopper you are, but what's the dumbest or least useful golf accessory that you've purchased? New clubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I An mean expensive one. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I don't I don't really, you know, purchase too much crazy stuff. Maybe like the stupidest thing that I've bought. I shouldn't say the most useless, but like I bought like those fake golf balls that explode uh, when someone hits them. Oh yeah, classic. Time. Oh yeah, we use them all the time when uh, you know, my dad and my uncle are in town, and we'll always try and prank someone. But we've gotten we've done it too many times now, so we're way too we're way too skeptical on when someone's like, "Oh, I found your ball over here." It's you know, it happens to look nothing like the ball that you played originally. <laughs> the next one you got to try is um, 
the rubber snake, the realistic looking snake, especially in Arizona. So it's funny you said that because my dad uh, came out this uh, for the waste management and he had one actually this year and scared the scared my uncle pretty good. It was hilarious. So that's funny you said that. Most people that that'll get you the, the snake. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not if you're not expecting, especially out here in Arizona too. Like you said, you if you don't expect it, it gets you. <laughs> so on the flip side, name a piece of golf equipment that you've bought that was worth every dollar. I would say my putting mat for sure, by far. Um, I bought a putting mat, this uh, back to basics mat. When did I buy that? A few months ago, something like that. And I, I use it consistently every single day. Like I said, my my putting has improved drastically. So you know, that's definitely the best investment I ever made, by far. So at this point, you're you've really worked your way into golf world. You're developing a golf product of your own. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about that someday in the future. Yeah, And you're building this golf community called Cactus Golf Club. So where did the idea for the community come from? So uh, my buddy and I, um, he actually moved out here from Indiana as well. Uh, We met in college. Uh, He moved out here maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, And so we've been golfing consistently out here together. And we were both playing, you know, team sports our entire lives. For me, it was, like I said, baseball and football. And him, it it was soccer mostly. So, you know, we both grew up around that team atmosphere um, and then going into golf, you know, you don't really have that that team atmosphere unless you, you know, you can join some leagues and whatnot. And we're kind of missing that community feeling. So we thought, you know, what two better people to, to create some sort of community like this than two average guys who honestly just enjoy meeting new people and enjoy trying to get better in, in the game. So we kind of had the idea of, uh, creating a golf community to bring people together of, you know, all sorts of golfers, whether you're brand new to the industry, whether you're, you know, just trying to get better or you're trying to meet new people. Um, so you know, that's kind of how we, you know, we were sitting down one day talking about it and we're like, you know what, let's do it. Just let's, let's wing it. We'll see how it goes. And it's so far, you know, we're two months into it and it's been, it's been consistent. Good. So I think, you know, most casual golfers are busy with everyday life. Mm-hmm. You got job responsibilities or families, you know, like stuff just comes into your life. Yep. So give me and other busy listeners the sales pitch for becoming a Cactus Golf Club member. Yeah, for sure. So three benefits, three main benefits real quick. Uh, the first is we send exclusive offers uh, right to your email monthly. So you get four offers uh, from our partners that give you the best deals in golf hands down, no questions asked. Uh, second benefit is we have a private Facebook group where we have golf instructors all throughout the United States that post weekly drills and tips for our members exclusively. And then you have the opportunity to work, to work with them as well. Uh, so that's number two. And number three is the giveaways that we do, you know, bringing on so many different partners in the golf space. You know, we get a lot of product that we're able to give away to our members. Uh, we just gave away a Rapsodo mobile launch monitor last month. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's like a $600 uh, you know, uh, launch monitor um, from your phone. So yeah. that's definitely the, the three the three main benefits of being a member for with us. And then the fact that it's $5 a month, uh, that should be a benefit alone. It's uh, about a cup of coffee for a per month. So in the first month's free. Yeah. Or a one and a half Titleist Pro V1s. So there you go. <laughs> I like that comparison. Give me an example of 
a deal like from this last wave of deals that a member can access right now? Yep. Um, so the first one that comes to my head uh, is uh, the Blue Tees uh, rangefinder. Um, so originally their their rangefinders are you know retail price without any sale that they have going on three hundred and sixty dollars, um, and then they had a sale going on plus our deal on top of it. So it's kind of cool. Our deals always stack on whatever sale that they have going on as well. So they can have a, a blowout sale going on right now. And then our members still save on top of that. So when I say that it's the best deals that you can get around, it quite literally is the best deal that you can get. Um, so originally 360, our members got it for 220. So $140 savings. That's yeah. By far the, the biggest, the biggest one that I can think of. And if there's the cost benefit analysis, you're paying $5 a month to save a hundred plus. Yeah. So how are you choosing the brands that you want to partner with? You know, at the beginning, when we first started it, it was reaching out to the brands that, that we use, uh, that we're familiar with. I'm a, I'm, like I said, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a small business guy. So right away, I, what I tend to focus on and, you know, give support to is a lot of those smaller businesses. You know, of course I've got my, you know, my uh, Adidas, Under Armour, big brands, Taylor, I'm, you know, Travis Matthew, all those good stuff uh, that I wear as well. But I also like to to help and you know give support to the small brands too. So when we first started off, it was reaching out to them and you know pitching this this idea um, that essentially it's it's no you know harm or foul foul for them. You know they they give our members a deal. Um, we send our members directly to their website. You know there's no you know ordering from us and we pass it on to them. And everyone benefits. Our members save money. Our our partners um, get new customers that they might not have gotten before. So it's it's kind of a a win win um, all throughout. So you know we just started reaching out to. We have an Excel file of about I don't even know 150 plus uh, golf brands that we've been reaching out to and just different contacts with them. And we've just been going down the line and hitting them up. Have they been pretty receptive so far? Yeah, most. I mean cold cold uh dming someone or cold, cold emailing someone mm-hmm. you get some people that immediately before you you can even try and pitch them in the idea they immediately just tell you no they're not interested and then you get people and you know we, we usually always counter back to them like you know can you give us literally we, we can explain this entire thing and i think we timed it in like under six minutes now we literally just need 10 minutes including the pitch and then questions that they have from them uh, which usually someone always end up you know, ends up calling us or uh, getting in touch with us. So mostly people have been pretty receptive. You get your few people here and there that they're they're they don't even want to hear it. They don't they just yeah no no questions asked. They're just done. That's fine. It's cool. Once we you know when we start reaching out to people, we had no members. We we were we were just an idea. We didn't have a website. We didn't have anything backed yet. So we were pitching an idea to everyone originally. Um, and you got your, some people that were honestly really cool that love the idea right away. And they just jumped right in, in with us. And they're just like, just keep us updated whenever you, whenever you're ready, let's do it. Um, and then some people, we had to kind of prove the, the model, show them the site, show them a little bit more information that they wanted to see. Yeah. I figured you'd have a few that it just didn't, you could promise them the world and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's all right. So if I understand things correctly, one of the other benefits of joining Cactus Golf Club would be like the weekly tips and drills that you feature. Mm -hmm. Are you creating this content or is it all other sources that are partnering with you? 
Yeah, it's def it's definitely all of the uh, the golf instructors that we partner with. No one wants me to be uh, putting any content out trying to help people out because I need to help myself first out. <laughs> but um, it's it's definitely we we try and picked uh, we picked um, key uh, locations in the United States right now of of golf instructors. Um, so we've got our central, we got our east coast, west coast, south, and we try and just pick key areas right now. Um, and they they post you know like I said once a week just different drills and tips um, and you know mostly it's consistent it's only for our members they don't post any of that externally as well some do which is fine but most people don't so it's kind of cool that it's very individualized just for us and you'll see some people that'll have comments or questions uh, after they'll post a, a training and they'll respond right back and um, obviously they're not gonna let you just get a completely free uh, helps fix your swing completely sure um, you know they give you kind of like the 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 drills that you can do to help it um but it's also a platform for them to also be able to, to take on new clients as well because a lot of these people also do virtual trains um which when i first heard virtual golf trainer or golf instructor i'm like how the heck is someone going to fix my swing virtually uh, but one of the instructors that we partner with he's based out of uh, new mexico and he accidentally actually lowered someone's score by by 10 whole strokes just six months of, of just virtual training. I know that it's um, more has trended that direction too with COVID. Yeah. And um, I've seen a couple of different instructors where you can book a virtual lesson. Yeah. Is there a roadmap for the content? Like the lessons, the drills that you're offering? Or are you just kind of letting instructors go whatever direction they want to go? Most Mostly they kind of just go with, with whatever they feel comfortable with. You know, you don't, you don't see like the same drills posted over and over they'll, they'll mix it up like they'll, they'll do a you know how to a beginner guide for how to um, set up your you know your stance they'll start very basic and then they'll start getting more specific you know drills that you can putting drills that you can do um iron shots driver whatever they, they they mix it up so it's not just the same thing every single week and you get the same drill um they try and help all aspects of the game and one of the instructors actually is a very he's a big mental coach too um, so he, you know, to give some mental drills and tips before actually approaching a swing. So it's all areas, but I give them essentially whatever they want to, they post, they go ahead and post it for our members and has never been a problem so far. So I'm speaking from some experience here. It's not easy to create an online community out of thin air. So you're about what, two months into this? Yep. Just a little under two months. Give me an honest assessment of how things are going, like from your perspective and your partner's perspective. As of right now, I think, honestly, um, not where we want it to be. As I mean, I, I dream big, right? I think that, you know, I want to get thousands of members, helping a bunch of people, creating this online community where people can come together and meet each other and be able to team up. But we're about a month and a half into it. And I have to be also realistic, too. You know, this stuff like this takes time and we haven't done, you know, I have a background in uh, advertising through social media um, from years past in a different business that I had, and we haven't done any paid advertising at all yet. It's been hundred percent organic and it's been TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok has been a, a fun time of just posting random stuff on there is where we get most of our members from. I have to, you know, I have this big vision, but I have to be realistic with myself. Um, you know, I think month and a half in, I would like to have, you know, a few more members, and, um, but 
you know what, man, we're going to keep plugging away and we're going to, we're going to keep figuring it out. You know, it's been, uh, it's been a fun time. We, we I kind of, I'm kind of glad that we didn't, we didn't get big, crazy fast because on the flip side, we had some backup house things that kind of messed up a little bit, um, for members receiving some of the deals, which we obviously fixed right away. Um, so I'm glad that we, it only happened for, you know, a couple people versus could have been much, much more. Sure. And like I said, most people that anything happened is their, their email arrived two days late, which not the end of the world, but to us, it's, it's a big deal. Cause I want to make sure it's very seamless and easy for everyone. Well, keep grinding. Um, TikTok's something I have not messed with. Man, TikTok's a fun time, man. I, we've got we've got a little over eleven thousand followers on there, and it's just uh, it's people think of it as like a you know only kids are on there, and it's just a little dancing app. And TikTok is is it's different. It's much different than you know your since your Instagram, your your Facebook, YouTube, whatever the case may be. It's a fun time. Yeah. So any future plans for the community or strategies that you're willing to share? So TikTok's one part of the strategy. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, as we grow this community, we we're right now we're kind of focusing on, you know, key parts of the United States. So like we get, we get a lot of members right now, obviously it's, we're in February, so it's cold, obviously in most parts of the United States right now. So our main members right now are coming from Texas, Arizona, Florida, California, all of your hot uh, areas. So right now we're mm-hmm. trying to build those major areas. And it's easy for me since I live in Arizona. And what we want to do down the line is get a key group in one location and then actually start being able to go to golf courses that are local to their area saying, hey, we've got 50 members that are local to this area. You know, what sort of deals can we can we get these people and then start going to help our golfers save money on greens fees, too. That's that's the yeah. goal is to to be able to partner with all aspects of golf and help all members save more money. And you know, golf's not a it's not a cheap sport, and it's, it's it's a little bit of a barrier to get into just because of the price of just in key areas like Arizona right now. It's it's crazy to to pay over a hundred dollars plus just to get eighteen holes in. We love to to help people out, so that's one of the key strategies that we're looking for as we keep continuing to grow this group. My first podcast that I ever did was with a Pebble Beach caddy who goes by the name Big G. Big G. I like that. And yeah, he's got a podcast, uh, the Real Life Caddy Podcast, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. And he has grown that podcast over the years because he's working with golfers every day so he can drop a line about the podcast. Yeah. But the the recent thing that he did is he bought this pretty fancy tent, so with all his branding on it, and he makes his own merchandise. Oh, really? And he went down to the waste management and set up his tent. And so that was an opportunity for him to kind of just get more exposure. But then up in California where he's based, um, he partnered with a course there where he set up on a par three hole and created like a par three challenge where you paid 20 bucks to enter. And there were prizes for like closest to the pin and then a big payout if you got the hole in one. But I think that was a pretty useful way to just spread the word. So if even if you could set up at like a municipal course or something like that, that'd be cool. All right, so let's finish up our lightning round from the start of the podcast. You ready for five more questions? Let's do it. All right, so you're based in Arizona. 
Give me one adjective to describe your state. Hot. <laughs> that probably would have been my guess. <laughs> What's the best thing about living in Arizona? Uh, being able to golf and go outside year round and not have to worry about throwing on extra layers. If you could switch places with one current PGA Tour player, so you would inherit all their strengths, their weaknesses, their personality quirks, who would you choose? Mm. That's a really good question. I would say I love I love Rory. Roy McIlroy, he's just his his swing is amazing. He's got he doesn't really get there's like some there's drama in golf all the time, but he doesn't get too involved in it. He kind of does his own thing. Um, I'd have to say Rory. My first thought originally was Bryson, and then I was like, you know what? And then I heard like oh, you inherit everything, and I'm like, I don't want even now, not even no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right, question four. Do you have a favorite professional athlete and it doesn't have to be a golfer? Um, not, I guess not entirely. I, I if, if I had to pick someone, it's going to have to be in the golf space. Um, I would, I'm going to, everyone probably is going to say this. I'll have to go with tiger just because of everything that he's been through the whole story. And, um, as he continues just to keep growing and growing and, um, he did a lot for the sport, obviously, and really turned it up from a, a you know, preppy, uh, you know, sport that it used to be and to gave it some excitement and some some energy to it. Uh, you know, watching yeah. a lot of his of his videos back in the day, just the excitement that he brought to all the fans and you know, his celebrations of just having good shots. So some of the putts that he's had just the fist pump that he does, like just the little things that the energy that he brought to it is just something I love. I love, I love going on YouTube and just watching videos of him. I can watch it for, for days, just watching all of his highlights. I mean, granted he has days worth of highlights to watch cause he was so good. Um, but I think I just have to go. It's original answers. Have to go with tiger. Name a guest. We didn't talk much about your podcast, but name a guest that you'd love to have on your podcast. Ooh, um, I guess I'll for, uh, that's a good question. I would say I would love, ideally, I would love to have Tiger Woods on the podcast, of course. Um, sure. That would be just to hear his story again and just being able to pick his brain and and actually talk to him one-on-one uh would be would be something i would i would love to do i love bringing people on the show that have that have you know like this this the show is called the starter story so i love hearing people's stories how they started from most people from you know rough times to to where they got and you know it gives hope for people that might be in a similar circumstance to listen and think you know this person started from a position way worse than I was or maybe they started a position that was very similar to what they are and they got out of it and they were able to to push forward and and to make a name for themselves so I, w- I would love to have to have Tiger on and and be able to to listen to to have him talk about his stories from you know all the the crazy things that's happened in his life and how he got through it and how he pushed through it and how he's got to where he is today and to grow his his fan base and grew the game of golf yeah 
the idea behind your podcast is a good one. I think that we all like success stories or stories of people overcoming adversity. So keep up the good work. I appreciate it. All right, Matt, that concludes our lightning round. Thanks for joining me today. How can people find you? And is there anything else that you'd like to plug? Yeah, uh, so you can find my my personal Instagram is at Matt Erickson, E-R-I-C-K-S-E-N-1-7. Um, so that's my my personal. Uh, I would love you guys, obviously, to to look into to being a member with Cactus Golf Club, obviously. Uh, if you're a golfer listening out there, it's, you know, we give the first month completely free. So you're able to sign up and be able to see what the community is all about. And you've got a month to decide that if it's something that you you don't like, that's totally cool. You can go ahead and, and cancel. There's no harm, no foul. You don't you still get the benefits of that first month. You still get all the deals. Um, and then if you realize that, you know, this is a community that we're trying to help people out and you, you respect that and you recognize that and you want to be a part of it, we'd love to have anyone there and, and any any sort of golfer too. Like I said, it's it's golfers from who are brand new to the sport all the way to golfers that are been golfing their entire lives. Uh, we love connecting with new people and meeting new people. Um, so love to have anyone on to become a member. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out gettingoffcourse.com to see the show notes or listen to past episodes. You can also send me an email at gettingoffcourse at gmail.com. If you have the time, please rate, review, and subscribe. Getting Off Course is presented by Par 3 Near Me. Visit par3nearme.com to find a Par 3 or executive golf course near you.